Hey everyone, I want to welcome you back to another episode of Tendy Town. This is going to be the free episode for the month of August, and this episode is going to be titled, Did I Miss Out? So, um, if you're new to Tendy Town, basically the way Tendy Town works is it's $19.99 a month. You get access to a free podcast episode of mine every week where I basically just talk about either what's going on in the market um, at this current moment in time or some general uh, you know, mental tricks and things to consider when you are trading or investing um, that I hope are going to be able to generate you, um, you know, the financial returns that you're looking for, um, you know, based on my own experience. Um, I do donate all the proceeds from Tendy Town uh, at the end of every single month. Uh, we've been sticking with Feeding America now since the beginning of this year, um, and it's been a great way to, you know, give back to, uh, you know, the food banks in America, and it's just such a transparent charity. They donate 98% of all the money specifically to the food banks, so you know that you're not like pocketing, they're not, you know, pocketing $4 million for a CEO salary. Um, so that's one of the reasons that I've, I've enjoyed is because you get to see the direct impact that you're making by donating those proceeds. So I'm very thankful for all the Tendy Town subscribers throughout the past couple of years um, and for anyone new that signs up. Uh, but just to give you all an update, um, while I do enjoy being able to, you know, use my platform to, uh, you know, do some good in the world, I do think, um, and I've been starting to feel that the best way to approach Tendy Town moving forward um, is going to be, um, you know, not having a payment subscription model uh, and hopefully just taking Tendy Town public on Apple and Spotify, trying to provide you, all of you, access to it for free. And then hopefully, um, you know, get some sponsors along the way. Um, so that is something that I will launch. Um, you know, I'm in talks with some people to potentially do some sponsorships. Um, but even if I can't secure any sponsorships by um, the end of 2022, so starting in 2023, uh, Tendy Town will definitely by then be public um, because I don't like the idea of like withholding information from people. Um, but in the meantime, if you are intrigued to sign up to Tandy Town, um, you can uh, find it by clicking the link in the description of this episode or the top comment. Uh, don't sign up for a yearly subscription um, because I will be uh, cutting off the um, billing come 2023. Um, and, and for all the current Tendy Town subscribers, I will make sure that I will pause the billing before January. That way you are not getting billed for things that you aren't using. Um, so yeah, getting right into this episode, um, the title of this episode is going to be Did I Miss Out? And the reason for it is because in the last month or two, stock and crypto markets have had pretty good rallies off the bottom. Um, I think the idea of inflation going down has sent a lot more positive outlooks back into the market. Uh, the NASDAQ is about 23% off the lows. Ethereum is up 120% off the lows heading into the merge. Um, so this kind of leaves the question of, you know, is this the start of a new bear market or is this just an, or excuse me, a new bull market or is this just the start of a new bear market rally? Um, and I kind of have the idea that I, th I think a lot of people have this like perception that bear market rallies are short little bits of relief, like say five to 10% in stocks or 25% in crypto. They're very short. They're very brief. It's a quick short squeeze, squeeze and then, you know, a downtrend resumes. Um, and in my opinion, the reality is that 
Bear market rallies are basically what we're currently experiencing. They are extended periods of relief where people have to begin asking themselves the question of, did I miss out? Um, they rebuild confidence in markets. They induce FOMO. They make people question why the market is heading up when everything seems so bleak. Um, and, and I think the reason for this is because people have screamed that this is just another bear market rally uh, into the face of some of the greatest bull markets of all time. Of course, they didn't know exactly at that time. Um, but I think that's one of the things that, you know, this idea of bear market rallies are seen as so um, confusing. I think that's probably one of the hardest things to ever experience in a market, because while you know that a lot of people were screaming that into the face of the, you know, best bull markets of all time, I think you also have people that recognize that some of those people were correctly yelling this before the great plunge in the in the financial crisis in 2008 and 2009. Um, and, you know, my God, I have seen so many fucking overlaid trading view charts comparing 2022 to 2008 uh, and how human behavior doesn't change and that's why patterns continue to show up and whatnot. And like, I understand where people are coming from with those things, and in a sense, I do think that they're right. Um, but the reality is, is that I think this is probably one of the worst environments that you could be deciding to take some sort of trade or investment in, because um, while there is a decent reward, there is just so much risk involved, and. Um, you know, I think the best way to sort of approach this idea, because I've been getting DMs from people or questions from from people that have been asking my thoughts about this, because um, I, I, I think I called this market correction um, fairly well uh, back in early January. Um, I also ended up selling the top on crypto uh, back in November, and I think people value my, although I am, I am not good at buying bottoms, I think I've done that one time in my life. Um, I'm generally very good at like identifying where I think macro tops are. So I think people value my input when it comes to uh, do I think this is a bear market rally and we're going to plunge and that we're going to top from here? Or do I think that, you know, this is going to continue to rally back to all time highs and basically all forms of markets? Um, and I can't really answer that. And, and the way that I would sort of approach this is to kind of ask you, the listeners, a question. Um, so the question I would like to ask you is, can you say with any sort of confidence what this is? And I need you to ask yourself is if you say yes, is that anything more than just a hunch? So you need to be asking yourself, do you have any sort of confidence that this is just a bear market rally, a bull market, you know, is starting and why? And if so, is it anything more than just a hunch or a feeling? Um, because if it's not anything more than a hunch, it's a very simple answer. It's don't play the game where you need to guess correctly based on a hunch. Not only do you not have any sort of fucking edge in this market, uh, you could also get your face ripped off while you're wrong, if you're wrong. So if you're someone who is a stock, stock options trader, does it make any sort of sense to be slamming spy puts in the face of this melt-up because everything fundamentally about our economy suggests the market should be heading lower? Uh, what about the COVID crash, right? When the market went down 33% because of 121 COVID deaths, and then it bottomed, 
followed by a year and a half of exponential growth of these debts into the seven figures, uh, unlimited money printing, stimulus checks, 20% unemployment, um, eviction moratoriums, tech companies going public at $100 billion valuations with zero revenue. Did it make sense then? And what if you're a crypto trader? Is the tech really the future? Does it have any utility? And if it does, why the fuck should that even translate to a coin holding any sort of value? The coins with the most upside had cute dog logos. They were forks. They were shilled the hardest by two IQ brainlets who understood the TikTok algorithm. Everything that you have when it comes to your rationality and your reasons for why a market should behave a certain way, time and time again, we are shown that markets don't give a fuck and they don't listen. They will do whatever they want independently of what you think. So why is it that you persistently believe that you can earn by listening to the market? And what I mean by listening to the market is evaluating whether things make sense or not. I, in my opinion, rationality is not the ability to be able to effectively weigh pros and cons. It's the ability to understand that sometimes you have to be smart enough to know that everything is completely retarded, that everything is irrational, and markets are just a way for the majority of men to play a game of status and challenge before our hearts stop. So while you sit there and you ponder on what to do with your next moves and why you should be doing them, understand that you and everyone on Twitter is trying to influence you with their retardedness. They are trying to get you to agree with them for the sake of their own ego and because of the desire to return to a market, which is typically in bull markets, where everybody wins who buys. You know, I've said this many times before, but you have to understand that the game you're playing and the game other people are, are completely different. Only then do I think you could ever reach a point where you accept that it's okay to disagree with people on strategies, on outlooks, and where this all ends. Especially for crypto. Crypto is a 24-7 market, and that only leaves about three times as many potential ways that people could earn money and trade compared to stocks. There's also about 10,000 more different avenues and approaches you can take to do so. You know, you could be a leveraged scalper, you could be a spot swing trader, a Bitcoin investor, an Ethereum staker, a shitcoin diversified investor, an all-in Binance shitcoin trader, a liquidity provider, a decentrally leveraged hard asset borrower, a dollar maximalist, a profit maximalist, a Bitcoin maximalist, an Ethereum maximalist, a Solana is the future maximalist, or the next L7 is the future maximalist. And I didn't even touch on the idea of perps, spot, options, yield farming, or even NFTs. There is no one-size-fits-all, and it's highly, highly dependent on your personality type, your time frames, your risk tolerance, and what kind of returns that you're really looking to generate. So let me just be clear 
with very one thing. Excuse me, let me be very clear with one thing. When you're a trader, volatility is risk. It's also reward. It's the lifeblood of someone that trades. Without volatility comes no ability to earn. And with no volatility, there's no ability uh, to lose all of your life savings on FTX. For investors, volatility is a time fee that you pay in the short term. And if you're wrong in the very long term, someone with a cost basis of Solana at 42 is sweating bullets because the risk and reward are very uncertain at this time. While there is the possibility that there is a 500% return to be made by Solana going back to $200, there is also an extraordinary possibility of losing 75% of everything you put into it in the next six months. There's a great probability of the extraordinary gains and even more severe losses uh, at this moment in time. But someone with a cost basis of Tesla stock at $40 a share couldn't give two shits about what the stock does today, tomorrow, or next year, so long as they feel that there is breathing room in between what their sunk cost is in the future. So I think it's very, very important for most of you to keep in mind the idea that the potential to make a lot of money in markets is always going to be there. And I think it's even more prevalent based on the more risk you take. You know, whether you decide that's going to be leverage, options, trying to find the next 100x penny stock or shitcoin. But know that in search of the returns that you're looking for, you are equally multiplying the probability of you failing and or facing catastrophic losses. So you can try your best to mitigate this volatility, which I think is best done in two ways. And I think you need to decide which approach or both you want to take in the next six months to prepare yourself for probably a decent bull market in 2024 across the board. And in both scenarios, I think your decision-making and your sort of window to earn needs to be done the opposite of what most people think, which is in times of dampened volatility. I think that means you spend your time trading on the weekends as the price bounces between half a percent and a 3% range for 48 hours uh, before the stock market opens. Because the reduced volatility allows you to take much larger position sizes without the risk of huge losses that you might face when the market is moving 8-12% at a time during the weekdays. Not to mention if you have some sort of job or you're busy during those times where the market is experiencing that level of volatility. You know, you could trade the one and the five minute charts and you can take whatever you can get from the market in those very short intervals. You know, the way that I personally do it and the way that you guys will see once I start doing the drift streams um, is, is that I just listen to the flow on agar and I just piggyback size um, in, in, in small bursts and then I cover when the size of like an adversary comes in. Um, 
So this is not something that I do extremely often. Um, I have been, for the most part, very hands-off in crypto um, for the past eight or nine months. Um, and, and that also holds for stocks as well. Um, but back during the you know bull market in 2020 and 2021, I was doing the same thing, just with you know significantly more capital at play. Um, you know, I always think back to that video that's always shared on the timeline about the market being a comet. Um, and although I don't know if that is super true for investing or for long-term swing trading, um, but I think that's enormously true for um, intraday trading. Um, you know, the market is a comet, and I don't think that you should try to fight the direction upstream like you might be able to in uh, macro terms. During the short term, I think it's very essential that you just ride the wave, um, which is why my strategy is basically just to ride size. Um, obviously, there are a multitude of traders with uh, more capital than me in the books at all times, uh, and I just kind of follow their lead. Um, and that's how I make money scalping uh, in the short term. Um, but obviously, my preferred way, um, which I think, I think... When you look at the market today and you look at the volatility and the potential for a bull and bear market, that's probably the best strategy. Um, and your job is to try to accumulate as much capital as you can to when the market starts taking off in 2024. Um, and we are, in fact, in a bull market. Uh, you don't need to be doing this anymore. And you can just like ride out the volatility because your entry points or, you know, let's, let's say you were scalping and then you were building up spot. Bitcoin in, in your portfolio with your profits, you know, it allows you to basically take your hands off the table, you know, ride the rally of, say, Bitcoin or Ethereum. And um, uh, from there, uh, basically be completely hands off, not having to deal with volatility and still making, you know, fantastic returns, except your risk is severely reduced, or at least your potential for losses are severely reduced because now. The market is providing a significant cushion between your sunk cost and you know the current moment in time. Um, so the second thing, way that I think you can approach this is to just dedicate yourself to being an investor. I think this is probably a lot better advice for people in the stock market rather than crypto. But when volatility is like dampened, like it kind of is right now. It gives you the sort of calmness and peace of mind that you need to make more high quality decisions because you don't have, you know, the ticker screaming at you all day long that you're missing out or that or you're missing out on opportunity. Um, so it also means that, you know, committing to being, you know, an investor means you basically are eliminating the ability to be liquidated or get margin called or losing significant chunks of your money so long as you are choosing stocks and coins that have multi-cycle track records of success. Um, you know, I think I talked about this in a podcast once, but there was this guy um, who was doing another podcast. I saw the video on TikTok, actually. Uh, and he used to work in the... Um, he used to work as a financial analyst um, for either a hedge fund or a private equity firm. And he was doing this 
deep in-depth analysis not only fundamentally but technically um, for a a stock that he was going to pitch for the fund to add to their portfolio and you know he was doing ta and i guess the hedge fund manager came by his desk and basically smacked the mouse out of his hand and said what the fuck are you doing and he was like oh well i'm you know, I've done the fundamental analysis for this stock, but now I'm basically trying to give a technical reason why this would be a good place to enter. And the guy just looks him straight in the face and says, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. A stock that continues to go up and to the right will continue to go up and to the right. And a stock that continues to go down and to the right will continue to go down and to the right. So the guy's, you know, coming up with all of these reasons and rationalizations for why he should enter something but the reality is is that the hedge fund manager guy recognizes that the companies and the coins that have a proven track record of continuing to produce value will continue to do that in the future and that that's all you need to know and that's the best thing to focus on Um, which is something that i have significantly accepted with my position in costco i mean costco i think about it costco is just one of the best performing stocks of all time. The company is certainly amazing. It's a multi-generational brand loyalty. Um, and it's kind of fucking baller that they sell uh, sodas and hot dogs for $1.50 and as a loss leader. And, um, you know, I just I just think it's a fantastic company. So I assume that Costco has gone significantly up into the right, will continue to go significantly up into the right. Uh, until anything about the business fundamentally changes, but I, I don't think Costco is going to be making any major changes to their business model anytime in the future. Um, so, you know, sure, you know, a, a big objection that I think um, you get from people when you either dedicate yourself to like being more of a holder or an investor um, was that you're missing out, right? Because there's always going to be the new anti-ample retard tendies, you know, fucking ample fourth stable algorithmic NFT coin, uh, you know, with uh, with royalties on it um, when things are hot. But you're never, ever going to be in a position to where you have to pay that sort of financial and mental taxations that a lot of the people in both stock and crypto markets have had to pay in the past few months, uh, whether that's complete loss, mental devastation, uh, you know, losing their spouses and their family members because they were too retarded to uh, and, and risk everything that they had. Let me be very clear. No amount of risk is ever worth having to come to face with the IRS of your brain. You do not want to ever find yourself in a position to where you risked everything that you had in order to make a little more because every single time you will find yourself asking why the fuck you thought what you currently have isn't enough and so i think it's very very important especially when things seem as uncertain as they are and i think uncertainty is kind of a constant in markets but i think it's a bigger constant when um we are as off the highs of as we are in most markets right now as to what the future holds and i think the best option is two things it's it's either dedicating yourself to trying to scrape as much cash as you can out of the market when volatility is dampened that doesn't mean 
what I what I what I mean by that is basically don't try to position yourself in the right direction of the next huge burst of volatility because the honest reality is that that huge burst is going to be driven by a massive entity uh, you know that is basically using algorithms and um, computerized trading to create that volatility especially in crypto also in stocks um, and you just don't fucking understand these algorithms unless you're coding them yourself so the idea that you can appropriately position yourself and and anticipate what this fucking algorithm is going to do most of which is based on news most of which you know the news in the future you have no idea what's going to fucking happen so why fucking position yourself expectantly you know like you are expected to know why not hunker down when volatility is dampened so that you can take a little bit more risk in your position sizes scrape as much cash as you can out of the market de-risk yourself when when volatility is picking up and then restart over again uh, once a range has been established after a big volatility boost the second would obviously be dedicate yourself to being an investor right if you don't want to have to worry about volatility if you don't want to have to like face the idea of losing 90% of your um, of your holdings in uh, you know in a market then you need to position yourself into things that have a long track record of success um, those things are naturally going to be faced with less volatility hence why Bitcoin and Ethereum basically have less volatility than all shitcoins because they have a multi-cycle track record of success of continuing to appreciate in the same way that, you know, Apple and Johnson and Johnson um, and McDonald's stock and Pepsi all have the same fundamental thing. Um, I don't think people recognize it enough, but that multi-cycle track record of success is something that reduces volatility because people aren't as inclined to sell something that they believe in long term. Um, and you have to know that people are retarded enough to try to it to itch out more returns over the long term rather than take free money off the table right now. That you know, going back to what we were discussing earlier about uh, people and markets just being fundamentally retarded. Uh, and as far as crypto, I don't think it makes very much sense to invest in anything um, that doesn't have a multi-cycle track record. So, I mean, if I was someone who was going to be investing in crypto or at this moment in time, I would probably just be sticking to Bitcoin and ETH and, and maybe some BNB. And, you know, if you're feeling a little spicy, you can dedicate yourself to some Solana if you want to speculate on its, uh, ability to play a role in the future. Um, but I wouldn't be touching shit from there, right? You know, obviously you can play your own game here. Uh, there's a lot of people who have had tremendous success analyzing which coins and uh, projects have the best potential, whether it be through memes or fundamentals that, you know, return them 50 or 100x in the bull market. Um, I think that's a, that's a risky game to play because um, you're at least going to give out, give up the market return of Bitcoin um, if you're wrong. So... Um, to me, I don't think that's quite worth the risk, but that's obviously up to you. It's not a game that I'm playing. Um, but I hope this episode was insightful, um, as far as, you know, the sort of thought process that is going around right now about missing out and if it's a bull or a bear market, I really think that it's not really your job to try to guess which, which position that we're in. Just 
take advantage of the volatility in, when you can and recognize that if you position yourself in things that have a track record of going up, uh, then your only taxation that you basically have to pay is the time until that happens um, because the volatility is, is never um, big enough to the point where it will wipe you out so long as you can maintain um, your emotions to not panic sell. Um, so I hope this episode was insightful. If it was, make sure you share it with somebody you feel needs to hear it. Thank you all so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.